It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week for Extra Credit, we are very, very lucky to have Lee Lewis with us. She is going to discuss her fantastic book. Hello, Lee. Ahoy! That's <laughs> <laughs> literally the first time I've said that out loud. I really, I haven't. I, I, you know, this book came out January 11th. That is the first time I've said it out loud. I saved it for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're so excited to talk about Pirate Queens. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, so yeah, actually, uh, fun fact, we do these kind of extra credit episodes, and I did one called um, Five People Who Deserve a Movie, um, and two of them are, uh, one of your Pirate Queens is actually in that list. Yes, they all deserve movies. Where are yeah. the movies? Because <laughs> I'm with the Blackbeard. Well, I was so annoyed because they get like we had three movies for like Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. This guy's terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's how, how I we... felt about Krampus last year. I was like, wait a minute, three Krampus movies, and you can't get <laughs> one about Ching Shi. Um. So how about? Uh, <laughs> so how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, Lee? Uh, sure. I am a children's writer. And uh, mostly I consider myself to be a picture book writer, but I am not yet published in picture books. So I know that's a little bit ironic. Um, But so this is my debut middle grade, uh, Pirate Queens, Dauntless Women Who Dared to Rule the High Seas is my first middle grade. And uh, National Geographic published it. I'm obsessed with National Geographic. So this was thrilling to me. Uh, I have a couple of board books out there, which are those small, hard books that babies chew on the indestructible (laughs) books that babies chew on, uh, that my dad and I co-wrote. And, um, and so, yeah, I, you know, background in marketing turned to writing some years ago. Um, I've lived all over the world, finally came back to my hometown of 
Columbus, Ohio, by way of Istanbul, Istanbul, Turkey, and York, England, and Houston, Texas, and lots of different places, uh, Boston, and lots of road stops along the way, um, but finally made it back home after 20 some years and have really dug into writing and I'm trying to make a go of it career-wise. So this is really exciting for me. That's awesome. awesome. Um, have you always had a like love of history or is this like very specifically like pirates? Um, you know, I've always been intrigued by pirates. I would say for me, I'm much more driven by the, li the little known female aspect. I, I like girl power books. I like reading about little known women in history. I love finding out about women who we don't know much about because um, men took credit for their works, that kind of thing. I, you know, I, I find that overturning those stones very fascinating. And so this was a real natural fit for me. I was kind of on the hunt for a story about a little known woman in history. And when I read about Ching Shi on a website called Women You Should Know, um, that sparked something for me. And then, you know, soon thereafter, I have three kids who are teens. And um, I asked them, you know, this is a few years, a number of years ago, actually, books take a really, really long time to get published. Mm -hmm. um, but they were doing that, you know, pirates walk the plank off of the diving board at the local swimming pool. And when they got done, um, I said, I was thinking about the Ching Shi article I'd read. And I said, hey, do you guys, can, what pirates do you know? And they, you know, they listed Blackbeard. They listed, uh, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and that was Barbarossa they knew because my husband's Turkish and we lived in Turkey. So they were aware of, of, of Barbarossa. That was about it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that just immediately, I knew that I would write about Ching Shi. And I did. And uh, National Geographic bought the poem, but asked, whether I would consider turning it into a longer book that was a collection of stories about different female pirates. And I just loved, loved, loved that idea. And that's how Pirate Queens was born. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I especially love the art. It's so punk rock. Oh, it's so great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sarah Gomez Woolley is just, she's so talented. I love it so much. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the way it works with publishing is when you have an illustrated book, basically a publisher buys it and then the artist, uh, sorry, the author sits back and bites their nails and waits <laughs> to see who the illustrator is that they pick to bring the book to life. And we typically have, unless you're a big time author, you typically have very, very little say in who the illustrator is. I had no say. And it was, you know, it's always scary. What are they going to do? You know, what are they? And I, uh, my editor and I had had extensive conversations about what we wanted the book to be. Mm -hmm. And I was very clear that I wanted it to be dark and gritty and realistic and not mm -hmm. princified, <laughs> you know, yeah. a princess, princessy. And, um, and, and she was in full agreement on that. And so when Sarah's illustrations, the first illustrations came through and I saw her cover art, I was like, yes, that's <laughs> what I was hoping for. So I feel really, yeah, really lucky about that. Even um, the title has like a zine feel to it. Like the letters kind of, I, I was a big fan of zines. Um, so I, I like that they're, 
the artwork is so extensive and beautiful, but then there's still this like DIY kind of like yeah, ladies doing yeah. it for themselves. Right. Yeah, that's right. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, I think initially they, the, the focus was a little bit on Ching Shi, you know, she mm -hmm. was the impetus for all of this, certainly my inspiration for it. And I think there was a lot of talk about whether she should be on the cover and then the switch over to making it a, just a, a kind of a, female version of a skull and crossbones if there is such a thing yeah uh, I just <laughs> yeah I just love that um so I do have so I do have uh, excuse me my next question is what is your favorite pirate story and what is your also non-pirate favorite uh, forgotten lady from history that people should know about Oh, let's see. My favorite pirate story is probably about, I mean, there's so, so many, um, but I love uh, this idea about uh, Grace O'Malley. And Grace O'Malley was this Irish pirate. And she, um, she has story after story. So basically her dad forbid her to come on the ship with her, with him and his crew, his all-male crew at the time, because he claimed, I think he was kind of like, let me find the excuse, uh, your hair will get stuck in the ropes. <laughs> and so uh, Grace O'Malley just took a knife and just chopped off her hair and, and she was called Grace the Bald forevermore. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite story about her is that at some point she was at sea and she gave birth below deck. And so there she is, newborn baby on her chest, recovering from, you know, exhausted, just having gone through labor and given birth and, and Turkish pirates boarded the ship. And so a fight ensued up top and, and they were losing. And so the Grace O'Malley's crew members called, Grace, come up, help us fight. She's <laughs> Oh, she puts her baby down, her newborn baby down. She takes up arms. She comes up, helps them fight. She ends up warding off with everybody else. And, and at some point she screams something to the effect of, may your life be, in, in seven years time, may your life be twice as horrible because you dared do this without, with me. Or oh, wow. you couldn't do this without me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this idea that this, mother that just gave birth so exhausted is just so exasperated that she's like god do i have to do everything myself <laughs> it's, just, it's so relatable to you know. <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that's probably my favorite and then um you know i think maybe my favorite of the there's a lot of examples in history of of little known women who had their glory taken by men. Um, but there's this story, there's a movie about it called Big Eyes. Mm. And, uh, yes. and, and so, you know, my mom said, uh, told me that, that, that those paintings were in every girl's room when she was growing mm. up. You know, they'd kind of fallen out of favor by the time I was a kid. But, but um, this, this woman painted these, these pictures and, and her husband took credit for it. And, and this, I just think this is so amazing. Um, when they were uh, getting divorced, they were in court. And, and so the husband was saying, no, no, I painted them all. And she's like, no, I painted them all. And the judge says, okay, well, here you go, paint them. 
Like, Here's an easel for each of you. Go ahead. Let's see you do it. And the guy's like, but my arm hurts. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and whips it out, whips out this picture of big eyes, you know? And so that's Margaret Keene. And I just, I think that's such a great story of just in the moment being like, let me just show you what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like Christoph Waltz probably lent more humanity to the character of the husband. Right. I'm sure he was insufferable in real life. <laughs> but like, Christoph Waltz is like sort of such a scamp of an actor that I'm right. like, he's terrible, but he's also <laughs> a little charming. Yes. And, <laughs> and his accent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, I, what what was it um uh she chang that they like eventually people were just let's just let her retire in peace because nobody wants to mess with this anymore yeah she with- yeah she um you know i think the the really interesting thing about ching she is just her incredible negotiation skills and those were at play in so many different examples throughout her short pirating life um so she started as a prostitute on a ship. And uh, and this pirate, who was really a big time pirate at the time, boarded the ship, fell in love with her, asked for her hand in marriage. And you have to imagine, she, you know, she was pretty powerless, right? She's just a prostitute on the ship. And instead of being like, okay, don't kill me, I'll marry you. She's like, uh, here's the terms. <laughs> I get half of everything and we are equal partners in all of it. And I'm going to rule your entire fleet right alongside you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, that's how she got her start in piracy. Um, and then again, when he died, his, the heir apparent was his adopted son. And um, her response to that was to convince him that she should be the brains and the leader and that he should just be the muscle and support her. And he agreed to that and stepped aside. And by the way, she ended up marrying him. So it's all a little weird. Um, but, but so that happened, but that was, you know, this idea that this guy could have taken over one of the largest fleets in history and just stepped aside so that she could do it. But in the end, she ended up growing this fleet so that she was the most successful pirate who ever lived the most successful pirate in history in terms of the number of people that she had in her command. She had 80,000 people in her command. And, and, you know, you compare that to Blackbeard who had about 400, it's just, you know, night and day. But when she was done, she, she decided that she should go out on top and she could have stuck with it for a long time, but um, you know, she had really, angered a lot of the other countries. So it wasn't just China that she was, that was furious with her, um, but also, you know, England, Portugal, they were starting to, to come after. They were really frustrated by their inability to trade freely on the sea, at sea. And so uh, Ching Shi went in to negotiate and um, her, initially her demands were a little too high for them. She wanted to keep a whole fleet of of ships and they were like mm, no because they just believed probably rightfully so that she would keep on pirating if she if she did that so she walked away and ended up coming back and this time when she came back it was just her and women and children and she came in unarmed kind of like 
Oh, who little old me? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to retire in peace. I just, I don't want to do any pirating. I just want to retire in peace. And she negotiated on behalf of her and her entire team that they get to keep, they get to walk free. So full pardons and they get to keep their bounty. So she retired very rich and with no one coming after her. And for many of her people, they ended up just switching right over and taking government jobs. So it was just this seamless switch, but she retired into old age and uh, she allegedly ran a gambling den for, for years. I think she died when she was 69, maybe. Um, so yeah, lived a, a long life for a pirate. That's for sure. And especially back then, right? Like that yeah. was unheard right. of. To... Right. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> and I, I just like the, well, I got to keep myself busy. I'm going to build myself a gambling debt. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I have all of this money, but yeah, could, could, couldn't hurt to have more. I'm just going to be rattling around my giant mansion. So yeah, we'll have some people over to just let them gamble. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, um, so I would, I've, I would love to keep talking about pirates all day, um, but we do have, I do have one final question, which we ask all our guests. Uh, what were you like as a teen? <laughs> oh, I'm glad that my parents aren't here to answer that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I hear honesty is best for teenagers. My, you know, now I'm very, very trustworthy and that is no lie. But at some point, my, my husband and my dad were talking and my dad and I get along great. And my dad said, I just want you to know, he said to my husband, I just want you to know that from the years of 14 to 17, every word that came out of this kid's mouth was a lie. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> like, yes, it is true. You stopped lying when you were 17. And I was like, that there might be some some little piece of truth to that. Um, it's it's not. I'm not proud of my teenage years. Let's just say that. Did your kids overhear that conversation? They did not. So <laughs> I, I, I fear when they hear this interview because they did not hear that. I'm still in <laughs> denial. They have. They don't see that side of me. So I came. I really did come out of it when I was 17. <laughs> Yeah. If, if you want, I can just edit in in my my own voice. Say I was respectful to my parents, and I never lied. Over yeah, you. yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> Incredibly well behaved. <laughs> so, um, where can people find you on the internet and beyond? Yeah, great. My my website is leelewisbooks.com and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Lee writing. Great. Come find and me. Say hi. <laughs> I, I want to read your other books. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice, um, like any parting words of wisdom? Uh, I mean, for the teens out there or otherwise, like, uh, uh, sure, sure. I do about writing. If you want to be a writer, write. That's the biggest advice that I can give you. Just write. Stop thinking about all your stories. Stop thinking, oh, I have this great idea. It could be a series. Somebody should make a movie out of it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to write it down or it just doesn't matter. So really, so write it down. Just do the damn thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. That's it. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. This has been so fun. And we recommend that everybody run out and get Pirates, Pirate Queens. Thank you so much. This was really fun. <laughs> so until... Oh, Frank, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying thank you. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, thank you. <laughs> so until next week, I'm Susie Coda. I'm Frank Coda. Team, Team Coda. Coda.